Well, hello there. Welcome to the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Can you believe $83.3 million? And this is awarded to a lady that says rape is sexy. Uh, She can't even remember the, the date, time, I have her saying it. I have her, people. People have said she never said rape is sexy. No, 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 no. She she did uh, on uh, Anderson Cooper's show, and here's what she said: You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, oh, we'll talk geez. more on the other side. Anderson Cooper, he could get out of that interview faster when she says, "I think most people think of rape as being sexy." And Cooper pauses for a split second and goes. Uh, we're going to take a short. We'll be right back. Right, that, but he stutters this, and stammers. And get this whack bitch out of here! You know, yeah. But you know, but you know, you know. Look, I I had a child that was raped. She could she could tell you the time, every detail, right down to the wire, every thought that ran through her head, everything that she saw, everything, and that is burned into the memory of a victim. They either shut it out entirely, but they it comes back, or they, they remember it. This is a woman, you know, well, she didn't shut it out. Well, it's a fantasy. Uh, well, you know, no, I, don't, I don't remember the day or the date. No, no. I, you I, know, I don't remember that at all. Uh, rape is not sexy. It is not a sex, no. It is not a sexual act. It is not lovemaking. It is not any of these. It is violence. It is control. Well, it is there is a rape victim. It's Trump. She just raped him for eighty three point three million dollars. Oh, I have a question and for you, know, Bill. Do you think that she's gonna? Do you think she's gonna see a dime of that? Uh, if I were Trump, she wouldn't see a damn die dime. That that would be it. Uh, you know what? Uh, I would let her. You know, go I after mean, this, that this money judge, to her grave. This judge, by the way, if you've been following this quote case, and it's anything but. It was a kangaroo court. Uh, this judge just wouldn't allow his lawyers to do their legal duty in the courtroom. He literally right. gagged them from the get-go. I mean, the, the, people may say, oh, he didn't do that. I have uh, Elena Haba, who is President Trump's uh, lawyer. Yeah. And Bill, you, I had the shorter version. And Bill said, "No, no, I found the long version, the one where she's walking out." Yeah, it was raw when she just walked out. I happened to grab it, snar- uh, you know, yeah, snarl it up, and uh, I sent it over. I said, and, yeah, and this yeah, is go. worth a listen. This is about four minutes of yeah. a very smart young woman who uh, was disgusted. Listen. speak. 
Attorney General Letitia James. And now this. Weeks. Weeks. Why? Because President Trump is leading in the polls. And now we see what you get in New York. So don't get it twisted, whoever asked me that question. I am so proud to stand with President, President Trump. But I am not proud to stand with what I saw in that courtroom. I'm not finished. Let me just finish and I'll take questions, please. Before I walked into court, that judge decided that every single defense President Trump had, we were not allowed to raise in front of the jury. It is in writing, and I encourage the journalists, the real journalists, to take the minute to look at his orders. There was no proof. And I couldn't prove that she didn't bring in the dress. There was no DNA. There was no expert. My experts were denied. Two of them, two of them were denied to come in. They didn't bring, let me bring up that Reed Hoffman funded Ms. Kaplan. And you know what we got in there? That my witness, who was her friend, who said that she is a drug addict and the drug addict is herself. That friend I found out in there was paid for by Ms. Kaplan's firm. And that is disgusting. That is a violation of everything I stand for. And that is why I stand with Trump. And that is why so many Americans are so proud that he is running again and so excited to run to the ballot box. But don't get it twisted. We are seeing a violation of our justice system. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not allowed to be stripped of every defense that you have. You are not allowed to be told that you can't bring it up. And imagine a point where a judge tells the lawyer before your client, the former president of the United States, the leading candidate and obvious nominee for the Republican Party, before he takes the stand to defend himself, Ms. Haba, tell me the questions you're going to ask in open court and tell me exactly what he's going to respond. And then edited my questions, edited the response he was allowed to give. And guess what my client did? He took the stand. He abided by the rules of this corrupt system that I have seen. We will immediately appeal. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. And I just want to remind you all of one thing. I will continue with President Trump to fight for everybody's First Amendment right to speak. Everybody's a right to defend themselves when they are wrongfully accused and to be able to say, I didn't do it. And to double and triple and quadruple down and say, this is wrong. This is wrong. But we are in the state of New York. We are in a New York jury, and that is why we are seeing these witch hunts, these hoaxes, as he calls them. And this is another one of them. Be brought in New York, in states where they know they will get juries like this. It will not deter us. We're fighting. And I agree you, we didn't win today, but we will. The that was made in there and the behavior I saw in there, some of which was reported widely today, gave us the most perfect record on appeal, and even if I needed it, which I don't. We were stripped of every defense, every single defense before we walked in there. And I am proud to stand with President Trump because he showed up, he stood up, he took the stand, and he faced this judge. And you know what? I'll continue to do so with him. Yes. Of course, I've spoken with the president. The former president does not live his life in fear, as you've seen every single day. The former president and probably future president will continue to fight for Americans. Thank you very much, everybody. I mean, she was amazing. She, she oh, was yeah. fantastic. But you, you know, know what, he, though, he, I think she's going to be under attack. Oh, she already is. 
Oh yeah, but I think yeah. I think they're really going to bring it on. But I I see something uh, you know I kind of realized it just now, and I made mention of it yesterday on the show about Joe Biden, you know, and and his indiscretions, and yeah. they are indiscretions. Um, and I and I made the comment. I said, well, you know, if if uh, you can, you know, do the blow off the statute of limitations, well, then Joe and Tara Reid should be uh, uh, a case, too. Now, it's interesting in the fact that uh, they changed the law in New York City, and they did this two years ago to go after Trump. I have uh, I have audio of uh, E. Jean mm-hmm. Carroll and her attorney on an interview show on CNN essentially bragging about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Listen really important in all of this, and it's the fact that New York passed this law, yeah. the Adult Survivors Act. They passed it just a few years ago. Were it not for that law, you never would have been able to bring this case. And I just think it speaks to the importance for a lot of other survivors. Exactly. This would never, I would never have this window this year of having the ability uh, to bring a lawsuit for rape. Robbie can explain it better. Well, EJ actually helped to get that law passed. It passed last year. Uh, we filed, uh, it was Thanksgiving Day. It was the first day you could sue. We filed it for just after midnight on Thanksgiving. You hear that? She said, the lawyer said, Kaplan said, we actually helped to make that law pass. Right. And I think this goes back to Biden. I'll tell you why. You know, it was 92, 93 that he assaulted, you know, in the quarters of justice here and then down in, in D.C., uh, Tara Reid, you know, and he pinned her. He digitized her, and that is a fact. And there were seven other women that came forward. In 2019, before the election, it was all coming up, but somehow it got swept away and done done away with. Joe has a habit of taking his bad and transposing it on Trump. And all of a sudden, somebody comes around going, okay, we're going to take E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. Uh, you were raped, weren't you? Yeah, you were. Okay, we're going to change the statute of limitations. Ah, but in New York. And we'll make it retroactive, too. So we can sit there, and they they set this up. This leads back to Joe and the DNC and the dirty skunk works of that party to sit there and take out a candidate. And that's what they're doing. But you know what? Maybe some Republican rich person ought to sit there and say, we need to change the statute of limitations in D.C. Let's see if we can get it done. And if you do, take that B down. Take that B-B-A-S-T-A-R-D down. Bill, you're absolutely correct. I mean, as far as when they accuse Trump of doing something, odds are it's something they've done. Something yes, they have done every wrong every time. Yep. And did you listen to E. Jean? Oh. She was drunk or drugged up or both. She 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 didn't even know if she had her clothes well, on Bill, frontwards or backwards. She doesn't know, and she can't tell you the exact date and time that the rape happened. She loves celebrities. She loves being in the limelight. She loves having the media uh, fawning all over themselves, and they are. They're stumbling and falling but, all over themselves. But they never did until somebody said, we'll hand you Trump on a platter. You just go along with this story. And she did. And now she's in the limelight. And I don't want to say again because I never really thought she was ever that much in the limelight. You know, but okay. Bill, we never know. heard of her before. I know until this uh, happened. Uh, I, 
E. Jean Carroll, who's she? Well, that's exactly right. You know, they act like she is some. Well, you know what? You know, the the sixty million dollars out of that penalty was for damage to her reputation. What reputation? That's exactly right. Who the hell ever heard of E. Jean Carroll before this accusation? So, uh, but you know, folks, it's if this were a legitimate claim, if Trump were a rapist. Well, let me give you an example. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but uh, they came to a settlement deal with uh, Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, yesterday. And the mm-hmm. settlement deal was they 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 said he sexually harassed, which is another term in a way for, you know, rape, I guess. You know, he sexually harassed over 13 staff members uh, during his time as governor, and uh, but the they came across. They came to a deal with Andrew Cuomo, whatever that means, meaning mm-hmm. he probably won't see any jail time. He probably won't have to pay exorbitant amounts of money. He won't be paying $83.3 million to any of these people. I mean, if he has to pay anything at all, it'll be something that uh, he really won't have to take out of his bank account, I'm sure. But it- now, he seems to think that there's evidence in his favor that Letitia James has, that she goes, yeah, I'll give it up. And then she goes, nah, not going to. So, you know, I mean, now I have a thought on Letitia James, Mm -hmm. you know, where she's going after Trump. And, you know, you see see the Democrats here, you know, Eugene Carroll gets $83.3 million. They're trying to get all these judgments against Trump. She's trying to ban him. Now, this is interesting in New York. She wants to ban him forever from doing real estate. Now, if you look back, she's done other trials, too, where she's taken down real estate moguls, you know, and it's a very thin line that, well, no, it's not a thin line. She's jumped way over the fence on her jurisdiction yeah, and without a misunderstanding of how business real estate goes, but she's taken down some big players. And I'm going, well, you know, show me the money. Is she clearing the field for someone else? Hey, Bill, uh, let, me, let me tell you what the uh, accusations are now. Apparently, and I'm not sure exactly which people have gone to D.C., but a number of key people in these different Trump uh, lawfare suits, I call it lawfare because they're using law as a lawfare, weapon. yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, these 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 trials have sent people down to the White House to confer with, I'm not sure who they're conferring with, about these different cases. And yeah, why? There's no good reason why, Bill. There's no unless, good reason. Unless that's where the cases are stemming from. Yes. And then we have a political problem. You know, that means that, you know, th- that takes us back. Yep. That takes us back to... Uh, the 2020 election that takes us, you know, that 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 opens up a big can of worms because what's going on here? You know, do they honestly think that uh, these cases are going to stand? I heard somebody on one of the talk shows last night uh, say, uh, well, I talked to my attorney who's a, uh, a very well-respected uh, attorney, uh, and he does cases like this. And uh, Trump is done. It's not going to be an automatic with uh, the appeals process. Uh, and, and it's true. The burden of proof now falls on the person who's appealing 
that the first, not only is he innocent, but the first case was wrong. So it's like a double whammy that he has to get over, double hurdle that he has to get over, as opposed to when he was just accused. So now he's got to prove that he's innocent. He's got to prove that the first case was full of hooey, you know. Uh, but, you know, uh, I based upon what I see as a casual observer from the outside and what uh, Elena Haba said during that four-minute statement, it's not going to be a, a high hurdle to uh, overcome because this judge was, you might he might as well have sent the prosecution home because he literally did the prosecution's work. He, well, he tainted the jury pool yeah, by he, just sitting there and doing what he did. And Trump was never convicted of rape or, you know, charged with the digitizing or anything. Right. None of this. We And, you know, there's only two people that could have known that happened, him and E. Jean Carroll, and she can't even recall anything. So then how did this judge get this in his mind? Now, in that first trial, it was a very loose interpretation where they sat there and said, well, you know, roughly based on what rape is, is. Well, no, actually, you guys expanded that a little bit. But even with that loose interpretation, this doesn't do it. I got a question for you, Bill. So he was never convicted of rape. They're going to an appellate court in New York. Well, Can, can, Can President Trump get a fair deal at an appellate court in New York? No, because here's the problem. They overturned the statute of limitations in New York. All right. They changed it just for this trial. Yes. And within hours of it taking place, they filed a lawsuit. That should tell you something there, too. Now, that should also open the eyes to a lot of people that might be really guilty. They're coming for you. And you know what? You know, you know, that um, window, by the way, that window of opportunity to sue, I think it's closed already now, right? Or it's or it's only a one-year window. It literally mm. was opened up so they could sue Trump and, and, then, close. and then close it. Yeah. Uh, you know. Now, isn't, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like a political vortex. It opened yeah. up to swallow Trump, and then it shut all magically. And can you imagine, folks, let's say you are the uh, the person who's been charged. Imagine yourself, if you will, in a courtroom with your attorneys and you've been preparing your case. You have expert witnesses. You have a a rock-solid argument about where you were and what you were doing. You know that you have people who will say that this accuser is a liar. You know these people exist and you're ready to present them and you step up to the bar, that's what they call where the judge sits, up to the bench, and he tells you, okay, I want I want to know who your uh, your witnesses are going to be. Oh no, no, you can't you can't present them. All right. I want you to give me a list of all the questions you're going to ask. Think about that. I'm gonna I, I want from you right now before we start the case a list of all the questions you're going to ask. And then you hand him a list to the best of your knowledge, because I'm sure she was surprised by that question. And he said, no, you can't ask this. You can ask this. No, but you have to only ask to this point here. He edited her questions. And then mm-hmm. and then your expert witnesses, no, denied. You can't, you can't put those people up here. So you have all these, you have a case prepared, 
and you have a judge who, before the, the case is even tried, essentially finds you guilty. Well, the only thing that I, I would think, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, let's say that we stumble along to November, if we make it to November, uh, and Trump wins. Well, then he's still got to be sworn in. So we got to really make it to, what, January, February of yeah. the following well, year? Usually, it's this, what was it, the 6th, the 7th, or 8th, or something like that, or 10th? Or, yeah. yeah. So we have to make it to that point, at which point in time Trump can sit there and magically make this done and over because it should be done and over. And not that I say that's the way to do it, but, you know, Joe rules with a pen, saves his ass with a pen. So, you know, well, you Trump know, Bill, would have to do the. Bill, I, I, yeah, but I, I, based, I don't think Trump, I think Trump would turn his, I think he would get his Justice Department, and it would probably be a new Justice Department, one that's actually doing the job of a real Justice Department. Would you trust anybody in D.C. right now? Uh, well, you know, th that's a good question, but I think that when he gets into office, the key people will be in place in the Justice Department. It may not be a big group of people, but there will be, I mean, you might see Elena Haba. You know, his attorney right now in a position, a key position in the Justice Department. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that I think that initially there will be a group of people that he can trust in these organizations. It won't be the hope. Yeah, it won't be the whole organization. But I think they'll go after these judges. I think these judges, I don't know what they're getting from this. I don't know what this judge in the case yesterday got from what he did. But unless he just got the satisfaction of bringing down Trump and he hates him so much. But, well, uh, that is a Democrat, uh, you know, that, you know, I see all the little sycophants out there. They've been programmed to hate this guy, and so now they do. And even people that are conservatives have taken, you know, drank the Kool-Aid to where, you know, well, you know, this and that. If you were told something enough, you know, it's it's the well, it's, it's like the formula it's like, of repetition. It's like Joseph Goebbels said uh, he was the propaganda minister of Adolf Hitler. If you say mm -hmm. a lie long enough and hard enough, it becomes the truth. Okay, that's what he said. It does make it tough for the the general public because they sit there and go, "Well, what's the lie and what's the truth?" And then you've got to go back to common sense, and then you got to do some research. Uh, like I mentioned, the Tower Reed. Mm -hmm. You know, the Biden and then the seven other women staffers. For the most part, all of that has been scrubbed from the Internet. Now, isn't that amazing? But everything bad about Trump is there. And when you sit there and try to research this on Biden, Biden's name does come up. But for all the wonderful things that he supposedly did that, you know, are a bunch of BS, like... Yeah. Well, you know, he's working to secure the border that Trump screwed up. He's working to bring back the economy. Oh, jobs are back. Employment is, up, you know, employment's up. Uh, there is no inflation. Gas prices are down. I'm sitting there going, okay, in what, in what string of reality is that actually taking place? Not the string of reality that I happen to be on. Yeah. You know, the reality is gas prices are up. Grocery prices are up. Employment is down. Is in uh, you might say salaries are up, but the cost of living is higher than the wages went up, and our security at the border is gone. Our security as a country, in a free world, that's out the window. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting there going, 
he hasn't done anything good, but they want to sit there and tell the story that he has. Well, I, I got to tell you, again, we're we're headed towards a, a very tumultuous time, I'm afraid. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just the lawfare thing. Lawfare things are essentially a distraction because in a fair and honest and just country, and I think we fundamentally are, I mean, we have corrupt people right now who are in the system. They've infe- they're in, they've infiltrated the judicial system, and they are not to be trusted because they're misusing it blatantly, openly. And I think that eventually that will uh, be taken care of by honest people. I think that will happen down the road. But in the meantime, we have to be smart enough to discern uh, the truth. We have to look at what they've done to an uh, an honest, you know, President Trump has four years of being president that he should be able to point to because he was honest and he was thoughtful and he did he did his best for our country. But they don't give him credit for that. They don't give him the respect that he deserves for being having having been a president. I mean, this judge treats him like he's a a common criminal off the street. And, and this is a guy who was the former president. They've only been, by the way, up in, uh, up until his presidency, there were only 45 people who sat in that Oval Office as president. He was one of them. Now there are 46 with uh, Joe, but he takes most of his naps in other rooms. Um, but, but, you know, th- th- this judge treated him like he was uh, picked up by a squad car in Brooklyn, you know? And and, uh, and the and this is how the left is treating a man who c- should command respect, even if you don't like his personality, even if you don't agree with his politics. He held the p- position. He did a good job. And I, you're going to find out someday, and not too far off in the distant future, that of all, maybe of the last five or six presidents, the guy who was maybe the most honest president. I know there are lefties out there who will cringe when I say this, but the most honest guy might be Trump, the guy who didn't need the money and didn't take a salary. You know, well, and the most dishonest guy is Joe Biden. It looks like Hunter's getting a, a walk a little bit too, because they, you know, his witness, his key witness, said, "Oh, well, no, no, Joe never had anything to do with any of Hunter's dealing." And you know, now he didn't say that. Hunter was drugged up. He, he made it look like Hunter was 100% always on top yeah. of his game. He made sure that, you know, nothing ever, yeah. ever well, connected, you know, his dad to the dots and that he never took any money. Yet there are phone calls and emails that say In otherwise. a short period of time, Tony Bobolinsky is going to be appearing in front of Congress to testify. He was the guy who uh, was on Tucker's show just before the election and uh, broke it all out. I mean, he he was he had nothing to gain. He hasn't yeah. gotten a, a dime out of doing this. But Tony Bobolinsky well, is going to uh, testify in front of Congress. We'll see how much. Uh, you well, know. there's only two things that can happen on that. You know, number one, he's in a plane with a lot of other people, so it doesn't look like anything suspicious. Oh my god! I know, I know where you're going. Yeah, and that plane, you know, hits ill fate. So that's either one scenario or the other is um, somebody gets to him with money and goes, look, nah, he got, health and money. He's yeah, got, but I don't think you'd do that. Well, they, they tried to do that with Kerry Lake. 
Yeah, we'll give uh-huh. you between ten and thirty million dollars to shut your mouth. And she said, "That sounds criminal. It sounds like you're a criminal." And it was being done, by the way, by the rhinos, yeah. Republicans in name only. Um, getting yeah. back to another thing, Bill, be uh, the border, the border crisis. While oh. you know we have so many distractions, the border crisis is the major crisis right now. We don't realize how close we are to a a, a confrontation. You know, this, the, I think it's 10 states, Bill, have sent down National Guardsmen to help the Texas National Guard protect the border. Already. Oh, yeah. What is it, 25 or 26 red states have are signed now? Yeah. They, are, are, yeah, they're backing. Yep. And, you know, it's a violation of a state's constitutional rights, what happened with... Uh, with the government and, uh, you know, the ruling that came down, even though it's not really a ruling against Texas. But it does, it did basically, essentially put Texas in a defensive mode to protect themselves. And there are citizens now that want to say, time to succeed from this union. We were once our own nation. It's time to do it again. Well, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. And now there's that uh, what, what is uh, the the uh, the Jesus loving truckers is what yeah, the Feb- left is February calling it. February third, February a week from today, Bill. Week from yeah, today. All these and it's a big convoy of truckers going down there, and basically what they're doing is they're, they're going down there to, um, you know, basically just show solidarity and support of uh, securing the border. But Texas is a hot point. It's a flashpoint. Yeah, and, uh, we have uh, the Biden administration has spent uh, twenty billion hard-earned American tax dollars on refugee resettlement in just the last two years. Twenty billion dollars of our money to actually facilitate the uh, movement of the illegals into uh, the the heart of well, America. He loves to do things with the stroke of a pen, and that is the word, is that he's getting ready to just sit there and make them all legal, which means, now I thought there was a, a waiting period before they could vote, but I guess they're going to get the right to vote too. They, and, they're not supposed to vote unless they're a U.S. citizen. That's what well, I was always give them thought. That. He's going to give them that. Oh, he can't. He, he can't wave that. He can't with a stroke of a pen say you're a citizen. Well, I think he's going to try. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, Tucker, he's done a lot of things with a stroke of a pen, and nobody's done anything about it. Tucker Carlson uh, had a, an interview with uh, Governor Abbott. By the way, you know, I don't know that you're aware of this or not. Leon Trotsky was uh, uh, he was a big uh, leader in the Red Army back mm-hmm. in the 30s and the 20s. He was a, a, a real communist leader. And uh, he said something which I thought was interesting. He said, and this really sums it all up. You may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. Think yeah. about that for a second. Most people in the country say, oh, I don't want to have any war. I don't want to have a civil war. No, no, no. You don't have a choice is essentially what he's saying. Uh, we're marching toward it whether we want to or not. And, uh, and that's scary, folks. We are being led by a guy who doesn't care about your family, my family, anybody's family. He cares about Joe Biden, and that's it. I mean, this is a guy who in 2008 was telling us 
on the floor of the Senate how important it was that we protect our borders and not let the illegals in, how important it was he got up there and essentially screamed it in a much more articulate way because he was much more articulate in 2008, and yet now he's doing the exact opposite because it it's good for Joe Biden. It's good for him. That's why these things are happening. He's not doing a darn bit of uh, our bidding. He's doing bidding for himself and his family. Anyway, Tucker Carlson was, uh, uh, he, he did a, a new program with uh, Greg Abbott. I guess uh, Governor Abbott, well, he's in India for some reason, probably uh, on a fact-finding thing for something, you know, trying to get new business into, uh, into Texas. But he took enough time to talk to Tucker Carlson. Listen. On Monday, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the Biden administration is legally allowed to open the border by force to cut down razor wire along the Rio Grande sector of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. The usual suspects voted for this, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Kentaji Brown-Jackson, but they were joined by so-called conservative justices John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett. So in response to this ruling, which shocked many, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, drafted a letter not simply to the administration, but to the world. And here's part of what it says. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. Abbott goes on to say the state of Texas has the authority under the Constitution to, quote, protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land, and it supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. And then, following very quickly, 25 other states with Republican governors signed a letter pledging their support to Texas and its constitutional right to defend itself and this country. Those states include Ohio, Florida, Utah, Nevada, and many others. And then the Biden administration responded. The administration threatened these states, and particularly Texas, with a, quote, 24-hour deadline to allow Border Patrol to reopen the border and to take down the barbed wire. Clearly a collision course. What happens next? We're thankful to be joined now by Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, who joins us by phone from India. Governor Abbott, thank you so much for joining us. If the administration declares that it plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month, and that is uh, building these barriers, uh, and whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climate border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. It, that, with state employees, I assume, not with National Guard. But w w can you envision a scenario in which you would put armed state employees on the border instead of the National Guard of Texas? We, we do have other armed state employees uh, on the border as we speak right this minute. And uh, there's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just 
signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. Have you spoken to the president or anyone from the Biden White House about what appears to be uh, an imminent collision? I have not, to be clear. Uh, I have spoken to the president about the border. Uh, I met him on a tarmac in El Paso and talked to him directly about what was going on. I handed him a letter that had in it immediate solutions he could take that would immediately secure the border without the need of any new law to be passed. Despite the fact that I handed him uh, on altogether eight different letters, he has refused to ever respond. My point in telling you that, we have laid down the precursor of what's called Article Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to show that uh, we have been invaded and we have demanded support from the president to safeguard our state, and they have refused to do so eight times, and that authorized me to uh, uh, declare an invasion under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution to make sure that Texas is going to be able to use every tool in our arsenal to defend our state. Uh, of the couple of dozen Republican-led states who pledged support for you, um, how many do you think would send National Guard to Texas? I'll be shocked and disappointed if almost all of them do not send. There, there have been about 10 so far that have sent National Guard or uh, other law enforcement. They now are joined together with us, and this is a fight for the future of America, and they all know it. And so I believe that they will all be in on this effort. It's just a remarkable moment, uh, and I know you're heading out, but my final question is, how do you see this resolving? What happens next? Well, Texas is going to continue to expand the border barriers that we are erecting, the razor wire that we're putting up, uh, and to continue to gain control of more land uh, over the coming months. I believe, however, that this will all come to an end on January the 20th, of next year, because I believe a new president will be sworn in, a president who will actually enforce the immigration laws of the entire country, not just the Texas border, but New Mexico and Arizona and California and the Canadian border also. Uh, And we will have safe and secure borders once again, because we will have a president who actually will enforce the laws of the United States of America. But in the next year, are you concerned about any kind of conflict between state uh, forces, whether state employees or National Guard and federal forces. So, Tucker, all we can do is be as prepared as possible, deploy as many people as possible, uh, do as much as possible uh, to put up more border barriers uh, and deny illegal entry. Uh, and our head is down. We're working hard, uh, regardless of what the Biden administration is doing. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas joining us now from India. Thank you very much, Governor. Wow, what a good interview. And it sounds like he's serious, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he is, and he's right. I mean, I was uh, earlier, you know, I pulled up, you know, I keep the Constitution here, and I was looking at... uh, um, Article 4, Section 4? Yeah, yeah, you know, I was looking that up, and he's very right. I mean, you know, and people say, well, you know, I don't read the Constitution. It's so long and everything. There's a lot to it, but this is a paragraph. It's all it is. It's a simple paragraph. Yeah. And, you know, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall project each of them uh, or protect each of them against invasions and on application of the legislature or of the executive 
when the legislature uh, cannot be uh, the legislature cannot be convened against uh, domestic violence. So that has been violated by the federal government. So he's doing exactly what he can. There's other articles that go along with this, but the point is. He's within his bounds. You know, you mentioned an, state can an, inter- itself. an interesting thing a little while ago. You talked about next Saturday when they have the truckers down there. They're not just truckers. Truckers, bikers, uh, former military people. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a pretty big showing. But do you think that's the kind of thing that can be infiltrated by the woke left to cause Absolutely. trouble? Absolutely. Yeah, and they, and they will. That's... Uh, that's the the one reason why that they are doing the, the stories now, and they are, they are, you know, categorizing people. They're yeah. They're saying, well, you know, the Jesus loving truckers. Yes. You know, no, no, number one, you know, in defense, you know, if we do not have a trucking industry, we do not have America. And right now, you know, the the trucks are rolling. The supplies aren't there. We talked about the supply chain yesterday. I mean, there are stores right now not getting their trucks, not because the trucks won't roll. Uh, it's the simple fact that they don't have the goods at the warehouse. So we're headed for something. There's a lot of things that are adding up to disaster. But these truck truckers are good people. They're well, not- you know, they're trying to make it sound like there's something abnormal and wrong by loving Jesus. They're trying to make it well, sound like you're, you're strange because you are a Christian. And, and well, this is what we're going up against right now with this government. There's know? a lot of God-fearing truckers, and there are some that do not, you know, they're, they're not avid Christians. They're good Americans, but the point is, is that they're normal, everyday people. They happen to drive a truck, like you happen to push a pin, like you happen to mow grass, you happen to work in a retail store, you know, but they malign, you know, they've been maligned over the years as you know, relegated to the scum of the earth, and they're not scum people. So quit doing that. And that's the media, because you know what? If you want to, I, I we both come from a media background, and you want to meet some real scumballs? Uh-huh. <laughs> go to a media convention. You want to re- meet some other scumballs? Go to a political convention. So, you know, cast not the first stone. He who has no sin, sin, he who has no sin, cast the first stone, yes. Uh it's uh, it's amazing. We have we have a conflict internally, and you know, folks, the thing that scares me is that it's just one little portion of the area that we should be concerned with. I think that Biden has allowed so many criminals and terrorists into the country right now. I mean, there's speculation that there are armed brigades from from China and Iran that are already here. You say armed. Oh. They got their weapons here, folks. They got they already had the weapons stored. They were they were ready for this. They sent the men we, in. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say Texas could be a distraction, but you know, the, the 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 administration will use, but it is a powder keg and things can blow up there and it can be the fuse that lights something even worse. Yeah. Besides a civil war in this country. Well, hey, you know, I, I got to tell you, last night, I, 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 we can talk about this. It's a Saturday sure. program. Last night, um, to tell you how, how much I'm thinking about this stuff, I had a nightmare. And in the nightmare, I was uh, in like a, a fair situation where a lot of people are having a good time celebrating 
you know, pleasant, whatever. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was a, a large number of people. And all of a sudden, I heard the sound of, uh, of projectiles passing by and people being hit. It, it, the, the, the bullets were so, fired so far away that you couldn't hear the sound of the explosion of the shell. You know, boom, 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 boom. You just heard, and I started to see people collapse. And and I guess I I had this dream because it's it's all this is all consuming. We it's a legitimate fear. I worry about my mm. grandkids going into a shopping mall right now. I I worry about uh, you know uh, we're not too far away from commencement ceremonies uh, where where there's a large group of people celebrating four years of a uh, someone's education. I mean these terrorists are going to do something. You know, when you have Christopher Ray and other people saying, well, it's not a matter of if, it's when. You know, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. You are the, the head law enforcement person in this country. Maybe you guys should be spending more time looking for these terrorists than trying to, to arrest uh, Catholics and uh, other people who are pro-life out there, you know, or trying to find people who were hanging around in a crowd on January 6th of 2020. Maybe you guys should spend all your time finding the real bad guys. Well, maybe the dreams are assembling all the things that you've taken in, and it's trying to warn you of something to come. Now, you're, somebody's going to build. That's that's outright impossible. Well, think about the uh, the Jewish people that went to the concert. You know, and oh, it's yeah. an innocent day. But maybe somebody had a fear of something, but there was no reason to fear anything then. No, no, you know, no. Hey, it's... look at those paragliders. Wait a minute, they got... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... They mowed them down, you How... know, and, and that's just happened in in the past 60 days. And you're not the only one with weird... You know, I've, I haven't had that dream. I've had the, uh, you know, you wake up in a, an apocalyptic... Uh, apop- apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, Apocalyptic, yes. but I can't say it. <laughs> yes. You know. It's uh, world, it's but you, you wake up in that apocalyptic world, and all of a sudden, you know, it's not zombies or things like that, but it's as if you were war-torn. You know, you're, 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 you're rummaging around for food, gas, anything, and things can be stolen from you. And you think about that, you know, the grid goes down, there's no power, there's no internet, there's no cell phone, there's no nothing. Hey. And, you know, some vehicles work, some don't. You got a bicycle, that works. What was that movie that the Obamas just produced that was out there about the the family that uh, went out to uh, Long Island? Leave the world behind or something Leave the world behind, yeah, exactly. And that was about an apocalyptic uh, situation. Right. And then then what's coming out in, in, in April? A movie called Civil War, and it's not about the 1860 conflict, 1861 conflict between the states. No, this is about another civil war, a current civil war. Right? Now, they're they're setting us up for something, folks. Well, they're, they're yeah, they're telegraphing to us for you to get ready if you're taking the hint. Now we've mentioned this before that something is brewing. You know, you go back to World War One. You know. The economy wasn't doing that well. There was a lot of problems. And then World War II wasn't that far after it because things didn't really correct. And you had, you know, the stock crash and everything like that. Think about us being 34, 35, 36 trillion dollars in debt right now. So much debt that the amount of interest that we're paying 
is damn near equal to a, a trillion dollars. It just it's 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 growing itself. It's feeding it's itself. It's breaking now. our back. It's breaking yeah, our and, back. And the only you know is the bankers of the world that said, "Got to have a war." That's what we got to do. So we did. And here we are. You've got China that's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes, their economy is falling and they're building up their war machine. We've pulled out our troops out of Syria where we don't have troops to, to be in all the hot spots. So now it's deemed that we really need to be focused on China. We don't have a foot soldier army anymore. Now we do have military hardware. We don't have all the munitions and you know fuel to go on for a long a long, well, you, you heard know, for a long you, battle. You heard what McGregor, quick. McGregor said about our tanks. You know, the, the M1 Abram tank was uh, state of the art 30 years ago. 30 it's years ago. Now. now it's, he said, it's powered by a turbine engine. He said, those are, jet like, engine. Those are like jet engines that you have in, in airplanes. He said, the problem with those, he says, is they, they run at the same speed, whether they're moving or stationary. He said, they, are incredibly hot. They leave a, a heat signal that can be picked up by low-flying satellites and can be targeted. So they are just a sitting duck now for uh, the uh, armies, the opposing armies of the 21st century. He said you would have thought that they would have at least uh, moved those engines out of service, the turbines, and put in gas-electric combination engines that are cooler and don't leave that kind of heat signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, and yes, we're using our old stock in the Ukraine. We're getting rid of our old stock. He said, but we're replacing it with new stock of the same kind of tank with turbine yeah. engines. So we're not we're not improving the situation. No, you know, and so and but we're not giving them anything great either. Now it's not that Russia has great tanks and technology that way. I mean, and war is war, but that's going to get down to a point to where we don't, if we don't have the, the, the hardware to go out and fight, uh, uh, you know, one-on-one, and we don't have the guns and the ammunition, then that, that throttles it back to air power, missiles, nukes. I got a question. If, um, look at what's happening on the military landscape in our country over the last two years. I mean, Trump used to brag that we had state-of-the-art uh, military, uh, that he really was bringing it up to speed. Biden comes into office and cancels all the contracts. Uh, he has made it so that uh, it's a woke military right now. You know, people mm-hmm. they're more concerned with the pronouns than they are with the possibility of being uh, strong military uh, war, war fighters. You know, I mean, we don't have a great army anymore. They'll tell you this. This is not me talking. The the military experts will say, hey, our military right now is staffed by a, a weak military. They're not the same military they were two years ago. You know, when they started asking for pronouns, when they started forcing the vaccine on the soldiers, a lot of them said, hey, I'm out of here. I'm not re-upping. I'm done. I'm getting out of the military. So we lost some of our real strong fighters. We lost some of our, our better military soldiers. They're gone. Now we mm-hmm. have, uh, now they're searching anywhere and everywhere. They're lowering the standards for being uh, a military officer. I mean, everything has, has diminished under this administration. And you know, you can't, 
you can't convince me that the military uh, brass in the Pentagon don't know this. They have to know. If it's obvious to me, a former, you know, uh, disc jockey, uh, if it's obvious to the average everyday Joe looking in casually from the outside, uh, it has to be blatantly obvious to generals and uh, colonels in the Pentagon. But they're letting, they're letting it happen, Bill. They're mm-hmm. letting it. There has to be. Do they want us to lose? Do they want us to be impotent militarily? Do they want us to be so weak that we can't stand and protect our own? I mean, this is scary stuff. You know, the good news about our country, and I really believe this, you know, they, they, try, they try desperately, and they're still trying to take your weapons and my weapons away. They're right. trying to take them away. What weapons? I don't have any. I know you don't. Neither do I. But the fact of the matter is, it's not really working, and that's good. Because if there's ever a situation, I truly believe this, if there's ever a situation where our com- country's uh, in peril because of outside adversaries trying to do us no good, I do believe that we have a civilian uh, army out there of untapped former reservists, former military men, people who really, those soldiers that left because it was becoming woke, they're still American citizens. And if push comes to shove, I think that in a relatively short period of time, they'll be back to protecting our country. That's I, I believe we are a good, strong people internally. You know, in World War II, when Yamamoto uh, heard that we were, they had attacked Pearl Harbor, he said, uh, uh, I'm afraid that we've awakened a sleeping giant behind every blade of grass in that country is a weapon. You know, th- these, these people uh, on the outside looking in think that, well, the army isn't very strong, but yeah. the people are. But the people are, Bill. And, well, and now we have to fear the, the enemy within. That's who we're going to yep. be fighting. Yeah, that's true. We are now have to, I mean, seriously, folks, you got to go through this world now. In our own country, you have to have your head on a swivel. You got to look around. You got to be aware of where you're at. Don't just assume that you're safe because you're at a place that you were always safe at for years. I mean, malls and baseball games and and all these other places where large groups get together. I'm afraid that something terrible could happen because our government has let it has let our security slip away. You know, and this is this is scary stuff. I'm I'm not afraid for uh, the old guy sitting in the microphone here. I'm afraid for my grandkids. And your grandkids, and your children, your innocents, your good people out there who are, who are, in a situation right now that you shouldn't be in. We've mm-hmm. been a, you know, we've never really faced other than the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. We never really faced uh, a fight on our own soil, you know. But, but there's a chance that we're going to be attacked. You heard, you heard that dirty, rotten sob. I'm going to play it for you again. Who crossed into our country? Uh, just a few days ago, say this. Please, by the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement. The entitlement. 
No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Soon you will know. I'm much bigger than that. I'm not that much. You know, the the uh, reporter he missed the point. He, oh, he, he, he he made a dummy out of uh, entitlement. Entitlement guys. Entitlement. He didn't realize what he had on tape. I'm sure until after he listened to it, he should have probably going oh stupid sh- me. Yeah, he should have kept his mouth <laughs> shut, and he should have let the guy talk because the guy was saying, "I'm here and I'm gonna get you." Soon he should have knocked know. him out right there. He should have knocked him out is what he should have done. He should have called. It was a verbal attack. You know, they should have gotten security to get him before he disappeared. He disappeared. That guy is gone. That, that yeah. terrorist is gone. They, they think they know who he is. They think they know where he came from. But, yeah, he's. Well, soon we'll know who he is. Yeah. You know, uh, I, there's a video. If you go to uh, the Internet, there's a video that posted yesterday of a bunch of illegals who were on a boat uh, that you see the boat come in at, at a pretty good rate onto a beach area, a rocky beach area in La Jolla, mm-hmm. California. And it comes in, and this is not a cheap little dinghy, by the way. This is one of those military, uh, almost uh, seal, Navy SEALs, rubber boats, you know, with the, with the big engine on the back of it, like a, a 50 horsepower Mercury, something like that. It comes in and it beaches, and about 12 different illegals hop off, dr- come up the hillside onto the street, and they disappear into the, uh, into the countryside. And uh, uh, I don't know whether we've just lost Bill. No, no, I'm here. I had to turn off my camera because all of a sudden the bandwidth went to hell in a handbasket, and you were sounding like a gerbil in a cage well, my, for a second there. <laughs> there are some people think that might be an improvement. But you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Bill. Bill, the thing is, that the, these I- illegals were just allowed. You know, the poli- there was a police car that was coming up with a siren on, and I thought, well, they're going to stop him at the uh, at the shoreline. The cop comes up, he stops his car, and he lets the he lets these illegals go in front of his car and disappear into the into the city of uh, the town of La Jolla. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they scattered like, uh, I hate to use the, the term, but like a cockroach when the lights come on. They're gone. You know, I, I get the feeling, though, that uh, Texas right now is order watch. We got other states down there, Arizona, Nevada, that can, you know, but California. Uh, there's a lot of places to cross. Hell, they can come in by sea from Louisiana, Florida. Hey, Bill, how about Canada? You know, we're all looking to the south. There's a big border in Canada with a lot of... All the shorelines. Yeah. Well, but there's a lot of logging roads coming from the north to the south. Right. From Canada. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's nobody guarding them. So, Well, you know, we need to beef up the Coast Guard is what we need to do. I mean, you know, you used to have the people coming from, you know, drug runners or people that were trying to get into the United States from Cuba. And the Coast Guard, that was their job because I think down in Florida is once you hit the land, you know, then, then you're here. You know, they have well, to I think get it's you only the water. You, it's only if you're coming from Cuba. I think it's yeah. the only place. Hey, uh, before we, we close this weekend update out, uh, we should point out that we have a poll that uh, yeah. we just posted. It's on, uh, it's on X, formerly Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. If you go to, uh, well, it's Jim and Bill at Jim and Bill Now. It's on uh, the X. Uh-huh. So, but if you go to Jim and Bill now, that's the username. 
you'll find it there. You'll see uh, our smiling faces and all that thing. So <laughs> we figured we'd do our first poll. Who knows how it's going to go? But the question is, are we on our way to an American war, civil war, uh, because of the border crisis? And uh, that is what, uh, you know, we w- were asking. And that's going until how long, Bill? How long are we going to have uh, that I up? guess it goes for until probably Friday, you okay. know, Thursday or Friday next week. So, yeah, if you are listening and you want to uh, want to voice your opinion, uh, we welcome it. Uh, at uh, It's Jim and Bill Now. That's, that's the Twitter address. Okay, you go to Twitter. You type in Jim and Bill now, all one word, right? No spaces. Is it at right. is it at Jim and Bill now? Is it the at symbol? It's at yeah. There's at Jim and Bill now, but you don't have to do that when you go into Twitter. You just look for that, and that's it. Okay. Um, uh, at least that's how I've been able to do it. So uh, I'm not one of these uh, social media tech gurus. Yeah, but um, you're better than I am. You're better than I. Am. But again, that's Jim and Bill now. Okay, right. And you'll see uh, our stuff there, and you'll see that poll, and uh, we'll update you over the course of the week, uh, and if we have a decent response, and of course we'll uh, give you the re- final results next Saturday on Saturday's program. Yeah, we'll do it then. We might uh, we might do follow ups on it, uh, but we'll do that, and then uh, go from there. See what happens with it. Hey, uh, say a prayer for your country, folks, because it needs it more than ever. Really, I'm not. No, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, holier than thou. But uh, the matter of fact is, we are in a very precarious and dangerous situation, thanks to the uh, the people, the self-serving uh, criminals in Washington, who have literally allowed this to happen for their own for their own well-being, for their own benefit. And we are now. Uh, I mean, think about this, Biden. He canceled all these executive orders that would have had a had a, a, a safe border in place, a safe wall up there would have would have made it more difficult for people to cross into the country. And uh, this guy now is saying, by the way, he has the audacity to say, "Well, uh, I really have always wanted a secure border, uh, and if I got the money from Congress, would have it." No, no, Joe. Y- you know, we may have been born Tuesday, but not last Tuesday. Okay. The fact of the matter is, you did this. You did this, as they would say. This is not something that uh, uh, somebody else did. The situation we are in right now in this country was initiated by you and your helpless, feckless administration. So uh, I think we should end it at that. Uh, we only need to do one more thing, I think, before we... Uh, uh, we should point out that you can contact us at uh, 833-538-7868. 833 538 7868. Jim at uh, Jim and Bill at uh, mail.com, And other than that, uh, uh, the director over there is saying he's giving me the cue. Uh, yes. That cue. Uh, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com. 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>